This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We are continuing to talk taxes and things that are going to cost us more starting today. And joining us on the line now is Dan McTagg. He's a senior petroleum analyst with GasBuddy.com. Dan, thanks so much for taking some time with us this morning. Uh, good to be here. Happy April Fool's and, uh, of course, happy Easter. Yes, same to you. I wish it was an April Fool's Day joke, the price at the pumps, but it appears like we are going to be paying more. Uh, yeah, you're going to be paying more. I mean, you're dollar fifty-five point nine. Now, a lot of stations have not gone there this morning, uh, this early. Some may actually hold off until tomorrow. But the one fifty-five point nine that you're seeing here, and pretty much, uh, or you will be seeing here in Metro Vancouver, uh, it ties again the highest prices we've paid uh, just over a week ago. We broke the record, and uh, it looks like we're staying in that vicinity. And should uh, should this remain at least for the next, I would say, nine or ten days. Uh, we then have to absorb another cost, and that is the transition from winter to summer blends of gasoline, and that will add another four cents a liter. So we're going to be coming awfully close, perhaps not hitting a dollar sixty, but we're going to be coming uh, perilously close to that, unless something dramatic should happen, where suddenly refineries decide that uh, uh, they want to be very generous and uh, pass on uh, some pretty sig- substantial decreases. But that's not likely to happen, and of course, we'll continue to pay the highest prices anywhere in North America. Right here in Vancouver. And how does the carbon tax play into that? Well, it played into it. Uh, you were, you'd be a dollar fifty four point nine, the one point two two centiliter increase, uh, which was one point one six plus the GST. Uh, actually, they rounded off to two cents a liter. So you're looking at one fifty five nine. The carbon tax has kicked in, and that's going to be a permanent increase. Uh, to be sure, it goes. Uh, now to well over a full eight cents a liter for uh, on every liter of gasoline is your total carbon tax amount. Uh, but this, uh, uh, I understand, uh, the premier thought it was no big deal. It's a small amount, but it is a huge deal uh, because you're already dealing with record prices, and those prices do not appear to be coming down anytime soon. We might get a couple of days, Jill, over the next week or two where we might catch a break, but generally uh, we haven't uh, hit that transition from winter to summer gasoline, and we certainly haven't gone into the heavy, uh, you know, summer demand, demand driving season, which will uh, likely add another four or five cents a liter. So the 160 that I have been referring to for some time will be easily attained and surpassed, uh, again, making things a whole lot more unaffordable for us here in the lower mainland. And how, what is it that causes the four cents a liter when you say, when you're talking about the transition from the winter to the summer, dry, the summer gas? Yeah, it's a national standard. So uh, between September 15th and April 15th, you're allowed to use uh, what's known as winter blends of gasoline, and they're able to put additives that are not as expensive, butane being the big example. Uh, burns very well, uh, ignites easily, very good for your uh, vehicle during the winter on those cold mornings. Uh, but during the summer, you don't want to have that component uh, in your in your uh, vehicle's uh, uh, emission system. And what we're actually seeing is physically pri- uh changes over to alkylates, which of course is more expensive. It's the really part of the octane enhancer that we see for premium gasolines. That's what uh, refiners have to blend in. Every station in Canada must have uh, summer blend gasoline in their tanks ready for dispensing and sale as of April 15th. So that's coming up very, very soon. All right. Uh, You mentioned the Premier. He did uh, say that he didn't think drivers in B.C. would begrudge the increase. I'm not quite sure where he's getting that from. Uh, He's also getting a bit uh, or a few heads scratched over his comment that he would like the federal government to to do something about the high price of gas. Well, I had been called earlier uh, about that statement and and thought 
he was either getting bad information uh, or was basically uh, hoping that he might be able to uh, pull the wool over everyone's eyes and assume that, uh, you know, these things were, were not a bad thing at all and that people wouldn't mind high prices. I think he's made a, a, a colossal mistake. Uh, it's not just gasoline prices, it's diesel, it's bunker fuel, it's jet fuel. It's the kind of fossil fuels that make our economy run, like it or not. Um, and, of course, some of this is getting twisted into the Trans Mountain Pipeline issue. I, you know, there are people out there, um, one uh, independent economist, Robin Allen, who continues to go out on certain media telling people that the Trans Mountain Pipeline is not about gasoline. Let me make it very clear. Um, there will be more opportunity for an expanded amount of gasoline through the expanded pipeline to come down to Vancouver and to provide more fuel into the market. Second of all, when oil does make its way to international markets as opposed to being caught in the, you know, in the stranglehold we're in now where we can only sell it to the Americans at deeply discounted prices, oil will likely move up towards more normal values for heavy oil, somewhere in the 58 maybe even $60 range, as we see with Mayan Mexican uh, fuel oil. Um, what that will mean is stronger Canadian dollar, which in turn will give us stronger Canadian purchasing power of our own gasoline since we price all of our fuel in U.S. terms. So there's definitely going to be a, uh, a win-win for Vancouver and for much of Canada with the twinning of that pipeline. But, of course, the Premier seems to be uh, you know, reading from uh, you know, some unknown hymn book uh, the reality is that uh, his information is absolutely quite inaccurate, and unfortunately, it's damaging the economy. Um, interesting, when you mentioned Robin Allen, uh, one of her uh, her comments or her arguments for that is the, the transport fee, and that when the new pipeline is built, the cost of moving crude, of moving gas, of moving things through the pipeline is going to double. And she's saying that that price is going to re- be passed down to consumers without the benefit. And, and, you know, unfortunately for Robin, she hasn't taken the time to study her own information. Because even if it was a doubling to, say, 590, and I've seen her quote, 590 a barrel, there's 159 liters in every barrel. That would work out to 3.7 cents a liter from the um, uh, Edmonton rack, which is the wholesale price. Today, that rack's at about 72, 73 cents a liter. Right now, it's about 94 in, uh, in, uh, in Vancouver. So if I add 3.7 cents a liter to 73, 74, I come up with 76, 77 cents at the top end, not 94. So by her own arguments, assuming they're correct, and I don't believe they are, uh, you would save substantially. So I, <laughs> I'm sure Ms. Allen has taken the time to look at her information and make an argument. But ironically, uh, she's not an expert in this field. She knows nothing about fuel and gasoline. And I would suggest that uh, wherever, whatever's motivating her, she's actually made the arguments more so than I could. That in fact, the doubling of the Trans Mountain, including the expansion of Line One, one would increase the volume of gasoline and thereby drive prices down. Not just because of um, the uh, toll rates and bringing more cheaper gas in from Edmonton, but also the effect of uh, Canada getting uh, you know real value for its oil, and as a result, because it's our number one export, receive a much higher um, value for our dollar our purchasing power, and thereby, and thereby, again, driving down the price of gasoline. So there's really two reasons here. She can dismiss them as she likes, but she's no expert in this field. I am, and so are many others. Um, putting uh, putting the, the pipeline expansion aside, though, is it not, I mean, even if you look at the price of gas right now, what we're paying in B.C. compared to what they're paying in Alberta for, for the same gas, is it the taxes and geography that will always make gas more expensive here? Well, you've had the unfortunate effect, uh, which I wrote about back in 1998, of many refineries uh, 
uh, you know, leaving, exiting the market. You have uh, three terminals sitting in uh, uh, Burnaby Bay or the inlet uh, that uh, were once refineries. So you did have enough to meet your own domestic needs, but currently you rely on the Trans Mountain for about 50% of your supply. Uh, and, of course, uh, you have uh, the Burnaby uh, Parkland Refinery, which usually supplies about 25%. Oh, and let's not forget something that the Robin Allens of this world don't seem to understand. We import gasoline from the United States from Washington State, whether she likes it or not. That is a reality, uh, including other fuel products like jet fuel. Uh, go to the BP Cherry Point uh, homepage, and you'll see that uh, they proudly point out that they are the largest majority supplier of jet fuel to the Vancouver International Airport. So we're really in a bit of a, uh, you know, in a fix here. We don't have the ability to bring in more fuel. We don't have a refinery we can, we can build overnight. Our demand continues to rise. Uh, we are a growing economy. Uh, we do rely on fossil fuels, perhaps more than others. Think of how uh, transportation between the island and uh, the mainland takes place. You can't do it by sailboat, and I don't know of any solar-powered boats that can do that. Of course, I'm being facetious, but the reality is that fossil fuels is at the cornerstone uh, stone, uh, is a cornerstone of our economy, more so here in Vancouver, whether we like it or not. And for those who have not been able to live within downtown's areas because of the cost of living, many now have to use a vehicle to come from far away in order to get to work. Uh, the last thing you should be doing is allowing a situation to, you know, to, to, to strangle them from their ability to, to make ends meet. And I think that's, that's a real unfolding tragedy. It's not about to end. Uh, taxes have something to do with it. You're the second highest jurisdiction for taxes in, right. uh, in North America, right behind Montreal, but made worse by the fact that you really don't have any refineries left sufficient to meet the demand without uh, borrowing from, Amer- from our American friends. All right, Dan, sorry, we're right out of time. We'll have to leave it there. Appreciate you coming on the show. That's Dan McTagg, Senior Petroleum Analyst with GasBuddy.com. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.